Welcome to the Life is Relationships podcast, where we share biblical truths about marriage, parenting, and discipleship. The desire of CTCI is to see the hearts of individuals and families restored in their relationship to the Father, and for them to be empowered to have thriving, godly relationships that impact the communities around them. I'm your host, AJ Selby, and on today's episode, we'll be talking with Erica Wilson about how it's nearly impossible for us to go anywhere without our phones, how we've become so addicted to instant entertainment, and the effect it's taking on us culturally and as individuals. Take a listen. Well, hey, Erica, thanks again so much for joining us. Hi, AG, how are you today? Good. Hey, so rumor has it (laughs) that when young people arrive for programs at CTCI, now these are the high schoolers and the college students, rumor has it that when they show up, they actually have to turn their phones in to the staff. What is up with that? (laughs) Yes. Well. Yes, the very first day they arrive, we deliver them out of the tyranny of their cell phones. (laughs) They have to disconnect from their other mediated, constructed self and, uh, and face who they really are in reality. And they are set free from the prison of the screen. That's correct. That's correct. (laughs) If they so see it that way, it can be quite a liberating thing. You know, with each passing semester, we find that it is more and more difficult for young people to relinquish their, let's say, rights to their phone. Uh, Their entire lives are lived on that phone uh, from email and work-related things. All of their relationships to family and friends are now moderated through the world of social media. Yeah. And the character that they've also created in the digital realm, well, that character needs to still be alive, making appearances every day so that the world doesn't know that they're gone. You know, those Instagram posts have to go up so that people know they're living an amazingly fun, exciting life. You got to be up on the Snapchat. (laughs) That's right. Latest TikTok and, and latest, greatest entertainment there. But... When they come to a hero's program, what they are coming to is a set-apart season to get unplugged for the sake of plugging into God and into those that the Lord has selected to be with them in this season, we'd say. Um, It is a season to disconnect really from the distractions of everyday life. And I would say... If your cell phone is in your hand the majority of the of the day, you are probably distracted the majority of the day from the tasks around you. But this is ten weeks that you've committed, that you've tithed to the Lord to do some self reflection, to open up your channel to the Holy Spirit and to the Lord, so that He can begin speaking into our lives. We want to hear what God has to say. So in a way, coming to a semester program is like a mountaintop experience in that you are leaving the distractions of the world, coming up higher to where you can focus in on what the Lord has to say to us. So, yeah. And, and I, I think you, you, you did clarify it here, but just to make it even more clear for everybody, the mountaintop experience that you're talking about isn't just these super high, high moments that we 
that we all experience that are like, you know, the post-summer camp or post-church <laughs> conference, that kind of thing. It's the intentionality of going to the mountaintop the way that Moses and Abraham did with the intentionality of going, I am leaving things behind and I'm going up here for a purpose and I'm not coming down till I'm done. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. So, I mean, the mountaintop wasn't all just roses and fun and a great view. Remember that it was clouds and thick darkness that surrounded the mountaintops. And so, I mean, the life you live here at the inn is very um, an, in, an intentional season uh, with purpose, like you're saying. So even though a lot of it day-to-day may seem like a big valley, <laughs> but yeah. the beauty is that you're walking through it with people who love you, who want to see you grow. You're in the Word constantly. You're kind of filleting yourself open for the Lord to do that deep work. So there's um, there's a lot of work going on. And, and let's face it, these cell phones, these smartphones, they're here to stay in our lives. Our lives are so infused together with them. We need them for work. We need them for connection. So we think. And, um, and so we've got to ourselves learn how to live with them with great healthy boundaries and then also impart that to the young people. And so the first step is we cut them. <laughs> you know, we 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 want to cut through the noise, we want to cut through the distractions. We want them to experience the freedom of just fully being where they're at in that moment. Fully being with the people that the Lord has put around them and really engaging there. So One of the big pitfalls to always having our phone right there at our fingertips and the majority of our relationships being managed right there on our phone is that there's a lot of pitfalls to building real flesh and blood relationships with those around us. And this is the laboratory of life is relationships. Erica, you mean to tell me (laughs) that my 5,000 followers on Instagram that liked my TikTok dance <laughs> are not my best friends. No, they may not even know you exist, but you entertain them for a moment. And then, so what happens is you get those likes, right? And it makes you feel good, like you've contributed something worthy to the world, right? So you feel obligated now to keep that alive and that affirmation that you've received going. So now you're thinking about the next fun, amazing TikTok dance you're going to do next to follow up because those 5,000 people are now ready to be entertained by your next move. And so is that really what you ought to be thinking about in this day? <laughs> you know, in, in, the, in the kingdom, in eternal <laughs> matters, is that, what, is that what we need to be doing? Right. And so our students right now and a handful of us programs staff are reading a book called 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You by Tony Ranke. And I have to say, if you can come with a humble heart um, and an open mind and hear some of these pitfalls uh, that you may not even realize that your phone and and carrying on such an important or such a uh, vital uh, social media presence and keeping up with that social media construct that you've made, um, if you don't realize and look with open eyes at what it's doing to you, um, the results can be pretty damaging, I think. And so we are so excited as we're reading this and we're only about halfway through right now. But this book really does confirm a lot of the things that we've already suspected and knew in our spirit 
yeah that that was wrong about where this thing is headed and and you know Facebook, Instagram, all of these companies probably started off with the intention of just increasing our connection to the world, uh, dealing with the issue of loneliness and, and that inability to reach all those who are important to us. And so maybe it started in that way, but what we've found in the lives of young people that we see coming through our programs, you know, year after year is that social media and their cell phone use has become so prevalent, so central to their daily life that it's starting to impact how they actually do relationship in their real life. And remember, the real life is the the life that actually counts. Um, Our young people can be in the same geographical space. We can literally share the same space in the same room and be worlds away from each other. Yeah. Just for the sheer fact that we're on our phones and we're doing exactly what we want to do. We're listening to exactly what we want to. You know, when we were kids and we'd be in a in a car ride with all our siblings, we had to come to agreement about what song we were going to listen to next and we'd uh-huh. all take turns and I yeah. hate that song and stop singing <laughs> and all those wonderful interpersonal lessons that we had to learn by being awkward <laughs> and being annoying and being a uh, compromising and loving one another. You don't have to do that anymore. Every person has their own, you know, first it was your own Walkman. (laughs) Now you didn't have to listen to anything your siblings listened to. You could do whatever you want. Then it was your, you know, compact CD player. Then it was your iPod. And now every person has their own phone and their own world right here that they can live in that is totally other than the one they are physically living in. Yeah. Which, I mean, to your point, and you may or may not know this, but had you heard about the report that Facebook did about the negative effects of Instagram? No, I had so not. There, in 2021, Facebook came out and saying they found out through internal reviews, mm-hmm. not, not a third party, internal reviews, Facebook, um, they found that 32% of teen girls said that when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel worse. Oh my goodness. And 14% of boys in the U.S. said Instagram made them feel worse about themselves as well. And this is information that they buried for a while. Oh my goodness. And so it's just to your point, not only is it removing the connectivity of the people in the rooms, but it's doing it, continual the continual scrolling and the search for that next, you know, hit of of Dopamine, dopamine or yeah. in your mind is causing deep, lasting, negative effects in their brains. Right. Oh, that's so true. I mean, think about it. If you have shortcomings in your lives, like you're constantly comparing, yes. every person has shortcomings. Look, we're human. No one is that picture perfect. If we all took our filters off, you know, mm-hmm. that's what we actually look like. But we're constantly comparing ourselves to a mediated, constructed view, uh, presentation of every other person's lives. No one's putting their bad days on there. <laughs> no one's putting their grumpy attitudes on there. Everyone's acting like their life is the best life ever. And they're doing the most amazing things ever. But I wonder if they are actually enjoying the time that they're having at the place that they've posted the photo of 
Or if maybe they're completely disconnected from that at all and just concerned about how that picture is looking on their Instagram. And so people are actually missing the the good and wonderful and wondrous things in life because we're so busy posting about that thing rather than living that thing. I remember Casey and I were hiking um, a huge mountaintop in California um, and uh, Half Dome in Yosemite National Park. And it took a grueling day to get up there. We woke up at four in the morning and started our hike. It was like nine miles straight up. Yeah, I mean, straight off of surfing a couch, by the way, sitting in an office. (laughs) We hadn't trained for this. We just assumed we were in good enough shape to do it. Our friend booked this like months in advance. And so we hiked up to the very, very top and paid good blood, sweat, and tears to get there. And at the top, we pulled out our phones to take the picture. And you thought, we looked at each other and went, no way. What are we doing? Huh. Like, why care more about posting this on Facebook? Why not just relish the moment and go, man, that was a hard fight. And look at this amazing goodness. And we're here. And so we caught ourselves in that moment and thankfully seized the moment, put the phone away. You know, we used to just do something awesome and then post about it later. But now we anticipate the posting almost more than the yeah. mountain. <laughs> it's like, I can't wait to get to this great spot so I can snap this photo for Instagram or I can't wait to go get this meal at this place so I can take a picture of that food right. and post it, show all my friends later right. or this concert or it's just this continual churn of I have to be showing everybody how good I'm doing. Right, right. And when so, inside, everybody feels like... I'm not living up to this yeah. picture. Yeah. And so... The Lord has such a different and more amazing and more beautiful destiny for us. And he's predetermined all these amazing works that we will do for him. And um, we can't plan the amazing things that the Lord has for us. But what we can possibly do is miss out on things and not be fully engaged in those things and open to the leading of the Lord if we're always distracted. These, these are just tools. They're just tools in our life. They can work for us or we can bow down and serve them. And that's definitely what we don't want. But it's very hard to come to the place where you can really honestly and humbly evaluate when you just won't put it down for a second. So all we ask for them to do is just put it down for a couple of weeks, see how life changes, see how engaged you are, see how undistracted you are and see what God can do in that. And then halfway through the semester, we like to work those things back into their lives and and give them some guidelines and some helps as to how to use those phones in a way where they are not bowing down and serving those phones and that that, um, digital life, but they're actually just using them as a tool and walking that fine line of, is this phone actually disconnecting me from loving those around me or is it connecting me? And it's a very fine line. And uh, we all we all need to learn how to dance that. Yeah. You, you're talking about just, you said, put it down for a few weeks and see how your life changes. There are studies that show even just limiting your social time to 30 minutes a day will provide an increase in happiness and overall general health. Wow. There was another study that I saw that said one week off of social media had, if I remember correctly, and I don't know what their metric of measurement was, but people had a 40% increase in happiness. Wow. Just by getting 
out of the hamster wheel of comparison. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Erica, as we're getting ready to close here, what would be a couple of tips or a final story or anything that you want to leave with people as they move forward and maybe feel, you know what, I need to make a change in what I'm doing with my social media? Sure. Um, One big warning that actually we got out of this book, 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You, and a point they made was that we are addicted to distraction. We really are. I mean, while we're in the middle of some entertainment, if it pauses for a second, we already pull out our phones impulsively to look for something else to entertain us while we're not being entertained. I remember a couple of years back being at Disneyland, right? Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Of course. It is entertainment at its fullest. You're constantly entertained at Disneyland. There's characters walking around, there's lines, there's food, there's rides, there's shows. And when I went to Disneyland to enjoy the entertaining day that you paid $100 million to do, (laughs) (laughs) you look around at a sea of people on their phones, distracting themselves while they're being amused. (laughs) We are addicted to distractions. We use them to avoid work. We use them to avoid awkward people. We use them to avoid awkward situations. And those very awkward things are the things that shape us, mold us, and teach us how to live in this world. So we really ought not hide from them. So I would say if you're finding yourself constantly being distracted from your or by your phone, take a couple little steps. Uh, you could say, turn off your notifications from social media. You know, your attention is monetized by yeah. Facebook and Instagram. And all those little notifications are to get you back on there on purpose because you um, you being on there is how they get their money. So they're constantly striving for you to be on there. So by all means, they've changed the algorithms to now show you things that are going to lure you in even more. Um, so turn off those notifications. Be where you're at. <laughs> if you're finding that your family time, time with your spouse is being cut short because you two are on your phone, social media. Put those things away. Put a basket on the outside of your bedroom or in your closet. And when you walk into your bedroom at night, put those cell phones away. If you come to the dinner table, put the cell phones away. I remember Chick-fil-A for a little while did that thing where they'd put the little baskets there. And if everybody in the family put their cell phone in the basket, they'd give you a free dessert or cookie or something. I don't know. That's so fun. But but we need to be doing things like that. Um, showing the people around us that they are worth it, that they are important to us, more important than the distractions or the people who aren't with us, right? So those are some just basic steps, turning off those notifications, giving yourself some healthy boundaries, putting those phones away when you're trying to communicate to somebody else that they're important and they're of value. So... Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, Erica, thank you again so much for coming and sharing. I know that this is something... You know, specifically, not just that you teach, but I know it's something that um, I know that you have lived out and you've seen the value of disconnecting. And so just thank you for coming and taking the time to share with everybody today. Sure, no problem. Thank you so much, AJ. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. And we would love if you left us a review. For more information about CTCI and our upcoming programs, be sure to check out ctcilife.org. This podcast is a production of Christian Training Center International. 
It is produced by AJ Selby, Rebecca Wall, and Seth Stradling. It is edited, mixed, and mastered by AJ Selby and Corey Kassmeyer.